when this was written, it wasn't written in, in, in chapters and verses. So go back up to verse 31 of, of, of 1 Corinthians 13. We'll hit this at the very end, our last class. Notice this. Now, he, he said that you folks have been arguing over spiritual gifts. And a lot of pride's involved and, 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 and so on. And then he goes on, look at verse 29, he says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, uh, are, do, it, do, do all of you have the ability to heal people? And then in verse 31 of chapter 12, he says, But I earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. You know what's more excellent than being an apostle, being a teacher, being able to heal people? Agape love. That's powerful right there. More important than being an apostle? It is. He said, remember he said, starting in verse thir- uh, chapter uh, 13, that though you have your give your body to be burned, And though you may die for someone, if you do not have love, agape-type love, you've wasted your time. So are these things we've been studying here in this pyramid, um, are they optional? No. They are not optional. Well, they're optional if we don't want to go to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, Bruce. Yeah, everything's uh, optional. Yeah, everything's <laughs> optional. Good point. Um, and, and it's all about choice, isn't it? When you boil all of this down, uh, I'm getting ahead by about two weeks, but it's okay. When you boil all of this down, it's about choice. You can choose to incorporate these qualities in your life, or you cannot. It's all about choice. It is optional when you think of it like that. I like that. So, any questions or, excuse me, any thoughts on that? I, I, that just, I, I just, that, that verse uh, 31 just hit me this week like a ton of bricks, and I've been studying it, but I don't know if I overlooked it or what, but more, a more excellent way is agape love over all of these Lofty offices, including being an apostle, that, that, that is really something. That is really something. Yes, ma'am? Uh, uh, yes, ma'am? Um, yeah, I went to a Pentecostal church in uh, New Mexico, and they had a lot of gifts. Uh, but well, they said they did. They, they had a lot, <laughs> they do of, not. a lot of gifts, but I didn't have any of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, thank you. Um, Look in verse um, in in verse five and and verse six. Uh, verse five, we, we we saw this. Love thinks no evil. The idea of being love does not keep records. Remember, we talked that about that being like an accounting term. You don't keep ledgers on people. You don't keep track of that. Love doesn't do that. Now today. Uh, uh, maybe first cousin to that is we do not rejoice in evil, or we do not re- but we rejoice in truth. Uh, there, there's a famous writer 
his name is last name is Moffat. Said love is never glad when others do wrong. Love is gladdened, however, by goodness. We're never glad when others do wrong. Uh, under on page twenty-seven, by the way, if you're if you're visiting with us, you may not know where we are. I'm sorry about that. Uh, page twenty-seven. Love never delights or has pleasure in hearing about someone else's fall or trouble. Uh, love never asks anyone to do wrong. Ever. Love will never ask anyone to do what's wrong. Anybody, I asked for examples there. Anybody have any examples there? Love will never ask anyone to do what's wrong. them that even in business uh, tell them that we're out of that product or you can fill in the blank but really you're not you, you we can't lie uh, for we don't rejoice in evil but we, we rejoice in truth and, and sometimes you know we've all been young in our lives I know that's a shock to some but uh, um, under number three there uh, a young couple. If you really love me, you will what? Oh, well, not what, but don't, no, no, no. Um, Prove it. Yeah. Sometimes they will say that. Is that love? No. That's not love at all. Love will not do that. Love will not do that. Uh, don't confuse feelings with facts. A good example, well, I don't know if it's a good example, but it's an example. I don't even told Brian of this, but uh, a couple of months ago, I had nothing to worry about. <laughs> She's going, wait, wait a minute here. Uh, I stopped at the grocery store, and we like to go to Bash's. I pulled in the, in the parking lot and went in to the grocery store, and I'm thinking, they remodeled. You know, the, the floors, those, are, those floors are different, too. That's really neat. Wait a minute. The produce was over on this side, and I just kept shopping. You know, I'm not the, not the sharpest guy in the world, you know. Wait a minute. They have moved this whole store around. I was in, I was in Albertson. One mile away. Now, the fact that I, or, or I thought I was there, did that make it right? Was I, in, I was in Albertson. So, so don't confuse facts with feelings. I, I don't, I don't, has anybody ever done that? I mean, that's crazy stuff. No? Everybody said, no, I've never done that. It's a senior moment. And, and it took me at least five, six, seven minutes to figure out. I, I believe I turned on 
Chris, uh, on uh, Ellsworth instead of Chrisman. And, and I, but I, about the facts, uh, my, my feelings were wrong. So we don't, don't confuse facts with feelings. Do you now uh, shop at Albertsons? Uh, I do sometimes. <laughs> when I'm lost. First John 2 and verse 10. First John 2 and verse 10. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light and will not cause anyone to stumble. So we ask ourselves, since we do not do not delight in, in, in evil, but we delight in what's good, does my influence cause a person to stumble? Well, it can. It can. It doesn't necessarily uh, uh, do that. But, but can it cause a person to stumble? Now, if that's the case, we violated this verse. We have to be careful with our with our examples. Well, Paul gave us an example of that. He said, if my eating meat will cause a brother to stumble, I will eat no more meat. That's right. Was there anything wrong with eating no. meat? No, there wasn't. But there was if it causes my brother or sister to stumble. That's right. Bruce. Um, I go back to the lesson that Ryan did like three or four weeks ago on Jonah when he was talking about how Jonah wanted God to just demolish Nineveh because they had been they had been doing wrong things for so long. That's not love. No, it wasn't, was it, Bruce? No. No. He didn't like the answer God gave him. And like even our lesson this morning. Sometimes we don't like the answer that God gives us and we try our best to make it fit what we want to do. We're very noble. We say, well, God, show us, tell us what to do, show us the way, whatever. And if it doesn't go our way, we go, well, let me give you a phase two or question, uh, part B of that question, because I'm really wanting to do this. Sometimes we don't take the answer, do we? 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 12, which is maybe one you were alluding to. But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against who? Sin against Jesus. Um, back up on the line one. As you know, I work from home. And I take calls from all over the United States. Right. And sometimes, most of the time, the people are nice. And they'll ask me, where are you at? And I feel very comfortable telling them I'm Phoenix, Arizona. But sometimes the people are real creepy. You know, the men, and they'll call me sweetheart and honey, and it's like, I don't want anything to do with them, and I don't want them to know where I'm at, and sometimes I'll say, well, we're in Connecticut, because that's where home office is, and then, you know, I'll immediately apologize to God for lying, because I feel like I've deceived him, because I'm not in Connecticut. So I feel like I've told a little white lie, but sometimes I don't feel comfortable telling these people where I'm right. really at, even though I feel fairly safe and can't track them down. No, no, that, that's a good but, point, and... and... I think a way to maybe caveat that is, uh, well, our, our home office is in Connecticut. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. That's all you need to know. And that might solve that dilemma that you know you, you, that you find yourself sometimes. Our home, and that's true, isn't it? Yes. Your home office is in Connecticut. That's all they need to know. Yeah. Well, th thank you for that, to have a tender conscience. So. Mm -hmm. Now, in Romans 12 and verse 15, notice this. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Now let me ask the question. Well, I might have touched on it a while back, but which of those is the easiest? Dig a little deep here. I think it's a little bit easier to weep with those that weep sometimes. Why? Rather than rejoicing with those who rejoice. John, say again, John. For the very same reason that Paul writes the previous qualities of love. Love is not patient. Why say those things unless... Love is not boastful. Right. Or envious. 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 Pride. Pride is the first cause that sometimes we're a little prideful. It's easier to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Sometimes. we got to work on that. The Lord says. And also on the side of that is sometimes someone's success might be a great success to them but you don't see it as such a great success you're like oh whatever and it's a great success for them you need to realize that's a great thing for them and so sometimes we don't rejoice with them on it because like oh alright that's cool <laughs> right right when really they work hard for what they got yeah we're not that, all at the same level that, 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 that's true too what may not be a big deal for you may be a big deal to them and rejoice with them like it's a big deal because it, in their eyes it really is. Comparison is a problem. So sometimes what we might do is we look at someone else and we look at um, what they're doing and what they have and then we're trying to apply it to ourselves which we don't need to do. We don't need to compare. I can accept you as you are, and in, in actuality, if I think about it, it's a good thing that you're way above my level because then I have something to look up to in whatever it is, right? So, but sometimes um, we do that. We compare ourselves, and that's where we need to not do that. We need to just not compare you, you, and all your circumstances, all you have, whatever you are, whatever level, and I'm me with my past, my circumstances, and my level, and I don't need to compare. I can maybe have something, an example to pull up to, or whatever, mm. whatever it is, money, or clothes, mm. or weight, or whatever it is. Did you say weight? Whatever it is that's bothering us, we don't no. need to compare. Uh, that, that, that's a really good point, and, and sometimes we, we can do that, can't we? I wished I had what they, you know, on and on. No, you need to get comfortable in your own skin, don't you? And, and, and that's not always easy to do. That's a really good point, actually. There's a story, I hope you researched it. Um, there, there, was a, there was a man by the name of Lewis Laws, L-A-W-E-S, and he had a wife named Catherine Laws, L-A-W-E-S. 1921, he, he is appointed the the commandant or the, what do you call the, the prison warden or the prison manager, or there's some, probably some better word for that, in, at Sing Sing Prison in New York, which is one of the most violent prisons uh, going. I don't know if, I think it's still there. I'm not sure about that, so don't quote me on that one. But his wife was Catherine, and she was a very good-hearted person. And she would go to the basketball games where there were convicted murderers on there, and, and they said, you know, you need to be careful here. These are, these are violent, violent people, and uh, you might want to... And she would take her children there. And 
she got to be noted known around the prison. She taught Braille to a convicted murderer who, who became blind in prison. She taught him Braille. Uh, she studied sign language with murderers and rapists and those kinds of things for the hearing impaired. Um, for 16 years, she helped soften the hearts of all the in, of a lot of the inmates there. She was she was noted through the prison as that's that's Catherine. She was killed in a car wreck. She was killed in a car wreck in 1937. The word gets back to the prison, and on the day of her funeral, they lived three quarters of a mile down the road at the, at the warden's house near the prison. The prisoners were lined up. You can research all of this. The, the prisoners were lined up along the fence, and most of them were crying because they respected Miss Catherine Laws. And the, the warden, they were having, used to, they would have, particularly in the south, if you died, they would have you laid out, so to speak, in the front room. I remember my great-grandmother's. Uh, they didn't have funeral homes. Or I guess they had them, but who couldn't afford them? But, and they would lay you out in the home. So Catherine was laid out in the home, and the warden released the prisoners that day, the entire prison. And they walked down the road in single file to pay their respects to Catherine Laws. And he said, I want you back here by dark. Every single prisoner came back to the prison before dark in Sing Sing Prison. And real love changes people that she was so concerned for people who had made a lot of bad choices, some of them capital offenses. Um, but they maybe no one had ever loved them in their lives. Probably a lot of truth in that. Except her. And that's agape kind of love. And when you think about that, weren't we blind? Weren't we deaf to His Word? Weren't we without purpose when you think about it? Those men had no purpose, they thought. Weren't we prisoners of sin? But God's love changed us, or it should, just like it changed Catherine Laws, and it changed those, at least a lot of those prisoners. And it was her influence. She didn't rejoice in evil. She never... There's no record of her ever saying, well, you know, it's okay that you kill three people. She never said that. But she rejoiced in, in the goodness of people and she tried to make a difference. Now, having said that, uh, Luke 7.47, I'm coming, Miss Beverly. Luke 7.47 says what? Catherine Laws was a prime example of that. He who is forgiven little forgives little or loves little. He who is loved little, loves little. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, somebody else, who did I just, oh, Beverly, and then we'll come back. 
Well, when you meet when you meet people uh, where they're at or on their level, uh, they're more accepted than when you go with expectations of them. So if you meet, you know, meet each person that you meet, you know, meet them at their level instead of, you know, I'm higher, I'm lower, or something like that. Then you can get their attention to get them to where they. You know. uh, that, that's a really good point, and, and even um, uh, there are some, some real teachers in this room, and there are some impersonator <coughs> teachers who kind of did it as an afterthought, but in, in, in teacher, some of the teacher classes uh, on, on classroom management and this and that, one of, one of them was where when you talk to somebody, even high school students, I would never stand over anybody. <coughs> And you, so you got a question? <laughs> I, would, I, I would bend down, or, or I, sometimes I would get down on my knees back when my knees were okay, <laughs> and talk to them eyeball to eyeball. And I suspect elementary teachers do that too. You do not tower over people when they're talking with you. It's, it's, it, it, you get down to their level, don't you, so to speak. And, and whether it's... Uh, Mentally, or the way we speak, or our posture. You know, you, that makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Um, and I think the students, and I think people appreciate that. They do. Good point. Yes, ma'am. And then we'll. So in going with that, and looking at the story of what she did, you know, we were just in worship service, and we said... We were singing the song, and the echo song, and we said, remember not the sins of my youth. So she went in and remember not the sins of their youth, and she went in and loved people and met them at their level, and that's love. That is love. Love covers a multitude of sins. And we love people for the potential of what right. God believes they can become. Was it dangerous for her to do that? Oh, yes. <coughs> Is it dangerous for us, sort of, and, and one way to do that sometimes? In what way? Emotionally. Now, emotionally, you can be brutalized. In her case, it was physically, emotionally, and every other way. But, but we, we can be. You, you put yourself out there. When, 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 when you, you, me, you know, I'm talking about generic us, when when we lay ourselves out there, you know, James says to confess your sins to one another. Done that lately? I didn't think so. <laughs> it hurts our pride. Hurts our pride. Got too much pride for that. To, and and if it does, then we need to work on ourselves first. Well, we do. We do. Uh, Karen. Um, this week, uh, well, back to training up. We were talking about give a cup of water in Jesus' name. And, and so this week somebody was trying to hand a homeless person a cup of water from the car or a bottle of water, either stabbed or knife, and killed. Yes. I mean, shot or stabbed. Yes. So that was a little dangerous. It is. It, it can be physically dangerous. It can be emotionally dangerous. It was a, No, that's absolutely true. And I don't think we, we throw our common sense out with 
with, with the way we live our lives, particularly our society. You know, two people were critically shot last night at 40th and, and uh, McDowell, one mile from here. Uh, you know, we can't be stupid, but that's a good point. Yes, sir? Uh, just to add on to what she's saying, I, when I think Paul, like Paul went back into cities that he was stoned. That's right. So, so whether or not you you may have suited safe, Paul still made that decision. He did. And, you know, and then and just reading further, y'all, I'm sure y'all have already been through this, but back in Corinthians chapter nine, when he says, "I've become all things that I might save one," it's not, and it's not doing it outside of God's law and the truth. He's doing it because he's loving them and he's trying to meet middle ground like the lady up front is saying that, so right. that he can reach the body. No, that's right. That, that, that's exactly right. Um, was Jesus, did he play, take the safe route? <laughs> oh my, he did not. Was he in a, hiding in a cave somewhere? I hope this three, three and a half years ever get over with because, you know... <laughs> He's out and about. He's traveling. Uh, he's in dangerous. He's walking on dangerous roads. You know, all these things. But he, he, he put himself out there for others. Uh, and, and, and I think we have to do that. I think we have to do that, John. One of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes uh, comes from the Chronicles of Narnia, the uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And the children have just met the If beavers. you were speaking Greek, I wouldn't understand any less, but I'll go with that. <laughs> The children, Told. These children have met beavers who can talk, and they're asking about Aslan, who's the Jesus figure in the story. And one of the children asks the be Mr. Beaver, he says, well, is Aslan safe? And Mr. Beaver, is, he's appalled. He says, of course not, but he's good. And <coughs> No, I really like that. And there's, there's a truth to that. Yeah. That, you know, when we talk... What God has called us to live in, and what Jesus has called us to live in, and what He's shown us that He lived in, and how He lived, um, it's anything but safe. Yes. Uh, not that we throw common sense out the window. Right. Not that we, aren't, we don't take measures, but at the expense of serving our King, yeah. I think we're wrong. And, and you know what? He's still on His throne. And if he could raise the dead, not it, he did raise the dead, he'd take care of us too. It's not even safe these days for us to be assembled here. Oh, I know. You know, physically. Re remember what uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said? <laughs> the fourth man in the fire. They said, we're not bowing down to you. Now, God may or may not save us out of this fire. That's his business. But I'll let you know one real quickly. I'm not bowing down. We're not bowing down to you. Was that unsafe? Oh, very unsafe, but you still do it. It's not unsafe to travel around the world, but you do it when it needs to be done. Yes, sir. No, I was just going to add, it's kind of establishing where your pride is, right? Is it in God or yourself? Right. It's a good point, too. Very good points today from every single person in here, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, so, page 29, but number 11, where does this leave us? Where does all this leave us? Be careful, be careful from the standpoint of 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22 says, avoid even the appearance of evil. 
avoid the appearance of evil. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. And I know at the risk of sounding liberal, get your name on everybody's prayer list. Personally, I think we ought to be on everybody's prayer list. That's assuming we have a prayer list and we pray for people. Um, get on people's prayer list so they pray for you. They pray for pray for us. Uh, and they don't know that unless you put yourself out there to let them know what your issues are, problems are. Margie. Yeah, um, at this, this month at Our Ladies Get Together, it was um, <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> it was, In it that was, order? It, yes, we ate. <laughs> and then, but we had um, every single child in this congregation was mentioned by name and a prayer for them individually. And then we got into a group, in groups, and one person agreed to say the prayer. And we went around and we listed things that we wanted prayed for us personally. And that person that was listed prayed for us. And then we wrote our name and something on a little piece of paper and put it in a little bowl and picked a paper out as we left for a person to say a prayer for and that was just so inspiring, and you just feel so good. You do. Thanks for sharing that. My favorite people in the church are the women. I'm telling you. You know why? Generally, you're stronger than we are. I firmly believe that. Well, I'll tell you how many times the men have got together to do that. That'd be zero. We've done it twice this year. That would be zero. The women, I'm telling you, you're heroes. Amen. And shame on us for not doing more. Our pride gets in the way. Period. Thank you. That hurts. But I'm happy that you did that. You know, we're too busy. You know that, right? <laughs> Going to the wrong grocery store. <laughs> yeah. That gets me stirred up. Yeah. It does. I made the point here, we can get ourselves in some bad situations. Can we not? Marriages. Too many marriages started off on feelings and not facts. Family situations. We have, we have brothers and sisters who are in bad family situations. Now we can, it's real easy to say, now you shouldn't have done that. Oh, oh, I get that. We get that, but you are. So we've got to try to pray for those people, like you were saying, and try to help those people. Uh, pray with your spouse. Pray with your friends. Pray about these things. But be prepared for answers. Because He'll give you the answers. Be grateful. 
for those who cheered you on to do what's right. What does, what does, it's not in your notes. What does Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 say? You can paraphrase if you like. We are encompassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. The idea of being in the arena, people cheering on the animals to, or the gladiators to kill the Christians. Well, this they understood this, that, that, that all the great people of faith who have gone on, and a lot of our friends and family and our uh, heroes have gone on, they're dead now. They're cheering you on. You can make it. You can make it. It may shock people, but you know this life's not all about vacations, taking vacations all the time. It's about being of service to people. Nothing wrong with vacations. Don't get me wrong. But it's about being of service. Oh, I'm sorry, Chad. I, you're, you're out of my peripheral vision. There. Yeah. It's also not about retiring. Yeah. Do that. Go ahead. It's not about retiring either. It's not. For the working people and the people post-work, it, it seems to orbit that. It's like, oh, I'm done. Done with my work. Or I can't wait until it's all finished and I can just sit around. It's never finished. There's no retiring for Christmas. There's not, is there? There's the final. I've talked to Paul Halley just before he came in. 90... Three. Two, three, three, just turned 93. Looking forward to going to the other side. Has he retired, really? He's encouraging us every single Sunday that he's sitting there at 93, knowing his life. You never get too old. You never get tired, do you? Or you better not. Page 29, number C, uh, I, I, I. <laughs> that didn't sound right, did it? Be grateful for your Father who is in heaven. Be grateful for your Father who is in heaven. Be grateful for His church. We are, we are the bride of Jesus. Now, is there strength in the church? There should be, and there is. Because think about that. Did God have to uh, uh, create the church? He didn't have to. He could have said, you got to do this and this and this. Now, I want to wish you all a lot of luck. You're on your own. You're on your own. He didn't. I, I personally don't, don't think you can make it without... Uh, having the church around you to pick you up when you fall, to cheer you on when you need cheering on, and to sometimes give you a little kick if you need a kick. Why would you want to try to make it? <coughs> Even if you could. Life is so much better with your brothers and sisters. That's right. No, that's right. And someone had mentioned even this morning, a couple of you actually, but... Um, Think of those in your life, those people, they can be dead or they can be alive, who have given you strength. 
you don't have to name them out loud, but just in your mind right now, think of people in your life, living or dead, living and dead probably, who give you strength to carry on. Boy, they just flood your mind. Anybody like to, any questions or comments there? That's, <clears throat> we could get real personal here real quick, and I don't know if you want to hear all that. But, uh, has the first bell rung? Okay, Beth. So there's a church on our corner. It's a Lutheran church, actually, but it has a sign out front. And right now its sign says, if your default setting is grateful, life changes. And I love going by that little sign. Say that one more time. If your default, if your default <coughs> setting is grateful, life changes. So it kind of goes with our I like that. Comment. I like that. Carol? Um, kind of going along with that is we have to remember to be, uh, to, we pray for God, we pray to God for things that we want and things that uh, we're asking Him to take action in our lives. We need to remember to be thankful for the things that have been answered. That's Even right. If they weren't answered in the way that we hoped. No, that, that's exactly right. We pray for the lots of things, like Margie said. We, we pray that someone's health will improve, they'll get through this, and they do, and we go, wow, that works. Really. Now, sometimes the answer is no. You know, what does... When God tells us on occasion where I, I'm not going to do that, at least right now, what does that grow? Patience. The first one, patience. When people tell you no sometimes, it actually improves your patience. But we don't know that till we look back and go, I learned patience right there because God said no to me. That's an interesting point too, isn't it? Other comments. We've probably got a minute. Oh, Rebecca. So, this is sort of a different direction than we are going, so I apologize for that. But I've been sitting here mulling over... We can run some rabbits. We're going to run a rabbit here. <laughs> um, it's a big rabbit. It's a big, juicy one. Though. Okay. Um, so, I've been mulling over what rejoicing in evil really looks like. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to uh, selfishness and wanting to make yourself feel better. And then I got thinking about uh, how you rejoice in truth versus rejoicing in evil. And I'm thinking about how <coughs> gossip is such a huge factor in the way that is perpetuated. I mean, I don't, I don't typically run out to people and I'm like, did you see how well she's been studying her Bible? Look at that. You know, the, the things that you want are the right. tasty morsels that right. you're in most parts from Proverbs that... Uh, make you feel better about yourself. And like I said, that's all about self selfishness um, and pride. Yeah. Um, but there's a verse in Proverbs 17, verse 9, says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats the matter separates close friends. So if you're seeking love, you're not repeating, you're not rejoicing in that evil. Uh, you're helping to build up instead. That, that, that is so true, and that, that was not a very long rabbit to run. That, that ties right into what we're rabbit trail. That's exactly what we're talking about. Now, <clears throat> remember we said early on, I mean, at times, 
class can get a little bit uncomfortable because we, it gets a little personal with ourselves. But I appreciate the personal comments because I think that's how we grow. We do the theoretical, and I'm all for theoretical. I, we'll go about as deep as you want to go. I'm all for theoretical. But I'm more into practical. And what is that going to do? What are these things going to help us? Will this help us get through Tuesday? We can get through today. We, we, we get through today. But what does that mean to me this coming week when I'm not around other Christians? You see that? Uh, practical. I, so I'm hoping we're making it practical. I'm taking it by all the comments that you're making that, that, that we're, we're, we're hitting your thought buttons a little bit. As about, oh, this one of my heroes a long time ago did. We were just married. And he was one of the elders there. And we'd make something, you know, somebody would say something, he'd say, you know, that was real thoughty. <laughs> I'm going, to do your soul. <laughs> but I love that. And, and I still use it today. That was a real thoughty comment. I don't know why it's not a word, but I love that word. <laughs> and I love Jack Turner for saying it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>